Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the MBL News Podcast, joined by Jackson and Aiden for another week. What's going on, fellas? Well, I'm back in Melbourne, so that's good news, I guess. Sydney yeah, we got him out of the hostage situation, you know, hopefully he won't leave us halfway through. You know, we've got no time limit on this week, so, uh, yes, there is no time so I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, got a few things to get through a lot. Happened that round. Good to see some NBL basketball back after the FIBA break. Um, so there was a, there's a lot to talk about this round, and great round it was. One of the best rounds I reckon this season. A lot happening, a lot of good games, a lot of bad games. But uh, we'll, we'll I reckon we'll start with the Adelaide Thirty Sixes here. Um, I think they're they're probably the story of the week. They lose to Tassie by thirty five points. They're down thirty four to seventy one at one stage. Uh, midway through the third. Um, and then, obviously, they lose by 35. We know they lost by about 13 against New Zealand in Christchurch. A couple of days before that, they had to travel from Christchurch on the Thursday to Tasmania or Hobart on the uh, on the Saturday had to play. And they complained, Vasiljevic and, and Bruton in the presser after the game, complained about the road trip and saying it's unfair they had to catch this flight and etc and um what also just came out that Olgan just tweeted a couple of minutes ago is that there was a uh i think an interview with the broadcaster of the game that was never to air so i guess sky sport with new zealand was it yeah following adelaide's loss to new zealand so this is, must have been on sky sport uh over in new zealand um, they must have not broadcasted to, to people in Australia or on ESPN, but um, apparently he made comments that were critical of the NBL officiating. So not only that was the complaint from Vasilovic this week, but with him, uh, with the travel. Um, I Personally, I think that's just inexcusable. You can't have any excuse when you lose by 35 points. It's it's just, you, you can't say anything about that. Um, Jackson, I, I want to know your thoughts about... Another poor week at the 36ers. You think they're on the rise again. They're playing some good basketball with Vasilevich in the squad. And then this week has just absolute detriment to the organization once again. Well, you can't blame a 35-point loss on travel. Like, you knew, you know what you're signing up for when you play a professional sport in Australia that has a New Zealand team in it, right? Like, you're going to be flying around a lot. You're not playing, you know... Let's say you play professional football in England. England is quite a small country and you can probably drive from north to south within three hours. Well, here you have like a six hour flight from New Zealand back to Australia. Like that's what happens. And you know that there's going to be no direct flight from Christchurch of all places to Hobart. Like that's just not going to happen. So like, and the thing is, is that Adelaide probably have it better than most other teams. Like, yes, they're not a Melbourne team and they play two away games basically at home. But in comparison to Perth, in comparison to the Breakers who have to go through customs every single away game, like, they have it pretty easy. So I wouldn't be complaining about travel when other teams have it far worse. I mean, Cairns, they probably don't have a direct flight to most places anyway. And they're all the way up top in North Queensland. And um and the thing with DJ saying that is that a you cannot com- you cannot say that after being absolutely thumped, but how many points did he have on on that game? 
He had 15 points on 4 of 10 shooting. He was actually Adelaide's high scorer. But, like, you cannot just say that after that team performance. And it's just really, really odd that, you know, that they throw the blame on travel of all things in an in a Australian sporting league where you're going to travel a whole lot in comparison to like, yeah. oh, we just sucked. Yeah. No, you're right. That's what it was. That's the thing in the NBL. You're not going to get private jets. You're not going to, you know, be in one destination in the next minute. It's Australia's a very large country, you know. Can you imagine the grand final series back in, in the 2010s between Perth and New Zealand? They played three game series. They have to fly back to they Perth played, and New Zealand. They played three games in five days. And they yeah. flew from Perth to Auckland and Auckland to Perth and just back and forth for like three yeah, games. And there would have been weekends sucked. where they have to play on the Friday and Saturday. And it's a grand final series. Like that's the most competitive you've got to get. And um that's that's Australian sport. That's like a, what is it, Perth to New to Auckland all up that's eight like, hours, I think. Yeah, eight I know if my family hours, members depending. do that, so yeah, it's a yeah, long it's, flight. It's it's a long flight. And um like you look at the NBA, like they, they play like every second day. Yes, they got private jets, but they play every second day. They got to play all around America, which is quite large as well. Um, You look at even, you look at EuroLeague. If, if Vasilovic is complaining about this, how is he going to survive in EuroLeague? How is he going to survive in the NBA? Because in EuroLeague, you've got to play, let, let's say, uh, let's say Spain, for example, if you play in there. You may have to play some yearly games during the middle of the week. So you play in Spain on the weekend, then you may have to fly all the way to Serbia or um, wherever it could be, all Turkey's the way up to Lithuania. Turkey's a fairly decent flight. Yeah, Spain to Lithuania yeah. would be a pretty decent flight. So imagine you have to play in Spain that weekend, probably have to fly domestically somewhere, then go to, to Lithuania up during the week, and then you've got to play back in Spain the following week. Like, it's a heavy schedule in the EuroLeague. It's a heavy schedule in the NBA. The NBL's got it lucky. You you got two games at most on a weekend, and then uh, you got about five days minimum rest um, for the week. So there should be no complaints at all. And apparently there was another flight they could have taken, but they chose to take the earlier flight. So I guess that's on them. I mean, sure, I agree. At some stage, probably putting Christchurch and Hobart within two days is is probably not ideal. They should maybe fix that for sure. But don't complain like that after a 35-point shellacking. Aiden, what do you reckon? The 35ers or the 36ers? Where are we doing this? Um, look, like you said, they could have taken a later flight, so they chose not to. That's on them. They could have had a bit of sleep in, but then they wouldn't have a shooter in. But I don't think they needed a shooter in that game because they're complaining that, you know, they had to go to an earlier flight, so shooter in. Whatever they played the game, they're more, you know, climatized to playing. They didn't lose to New Zealand by much as well. Like they didn't. They were playing well, so I feel like the excuse. There should not be an excuse for this. They, they should have performed a lot better. They look like training cones out there. They didn't look like they look like what I make my under twelves do sometimes. They didn't want to. It was no effort. It was like the starters had zero points. There's, I don't know. There was no energy whatsoever. Even at the start, like you expect energy from the start, and then maybe fat for that, but there was no energy from the start, which is more lack of travel. But you could have taken like later flight. They chose not to. That's it's on them, I reckon. Yeah, I guess part you can argue the NBL too. Um, as I said, can maybe change around the fixture to make it more friendly. But at the end of the day, like 
there is no excuse ever for two losses like that, especially when you hear Vasilovic complaining about the refs on the first day against Lost New Zealand, and then you complain about travel on a 35-point loss. You can't just be stacking up these excuses. It's not going to get you far during the season if you keep giving these excuses. Mind you, this is the same guy that was saying his organization was terrible two weeks before he signed there. So um, it's it's all a shambles in Adelaide. But the same thing happened with New Zealand. They had to go to Melbourne. They played an earlier game. They played really well in New Zealand yeah. against Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. I just, like that's what like, I mean. I totally you know, forgot about that. Like they had to also go from Christchurch to Melbourne. Christchurch or Hobart. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, probably about the same. I mean, maybe they had to catch another flight. Maybe an extra half an hour. But like, but it's not... New Zealand put in that performance, and you know, I, was, I was talking to Modi well. after the game. You know, they were, they won the game on on Thursday, and um, and they're coming off a fever break too, mind you, and mm. um. You know, Murray got ejected on the first that we'll get to in a minute, but they come in and put in a really solid effort until that fourth quarter against Phoenix, and they had to travel pretty much the same as Adelaide. Did they have any excuses when I when I talked to Murray after the game on Saturday? Um, did he have any excuses? Absolutely not. No excuse from him at all. He said he was proud of the effort. Um, whereas Adelaide, they get smacked by thirty-five and more complaint from. It's just you can't do that. It's so. I like complain as well because they only played like everyone on that game against New Zealand. Like the starters didn't even have like majority of it. Like, yeah, like I understand like, where I, they're coming from at the end of the day, but come on. Can I mention one stat from that Adelaide game? Yep. Right, Jack McVeigh, former thirty-sixer, he played twenty-two minutes and twenty-one seconds in that game. And he had a plus minus of 46. It, now, I want to throw it out there. Is that the biggest plus minus we've ever seen in the NBL? Uh, in With that amount minute, of minutes? In a 40 minute area, it would probably yeah. be up there. Like, I, I just want to throw that out there because that is massive. <laughs> yeah, you look like, at this. Like, 35. that is legit. You know, some NBL teams back in the day probably scored that amount of points. Like, yeah. like around that. Plus, like, it's plus, just yeah, plus ridiculous. 46. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's almost what Adelaide scored. Look at that. I well, mean, Adelaide, Chris, Adelaide had 59 points, Jack McVeigh plus 46. That is absolutely uh, insanity. Damn, he well, lost I'm questioning Adelaide's rotations because Humphreys played like 16 minutes in both New Zealand games. He should have been well-rested, ready to go. Kill like, played 15 minutes. I mean, I don't think enough people also talk about Mitch McCarron. That game against Tasmania, zero points, zero assists. Like, that's your marquee player. You know, and he should be the leader of that group too. You know, he should be in that presser saying, "No, that's a bad loss from us. We really need to pull our heads in now, not well, go in surprised. there." The captain the player that's going to be complaining after a conference, after you know, a game like that. So, um, look, it's interesting to see where Adelaide well, goes. If, if they lose, Adelaide twenty-five, which is a scary fact. If they lose to Cairns on on Saturday, look, it's at home. It's got to be. Uh, Got to be interesting to see what they do. Um, we'll quickly talk about Modi as well. That game on Thursday, he was ejected at halftime for two technical fouls for arguing at the ref. Um, they obviously talked about it during the feedback that the NBL wanted to crack down on, on coaches having goes at refs throughout the game. And you could totally see um, I get it. Why, why the texts were given. I mean, you can't rush the court and complain to the ref at halftime. Who knows what was said, though? Um but then again, Basketball Australia is looking at him getting fined uh, after the presser against Adelaide because he said he 
because of comments. And I listened back to it. And I think the only comments that are, I guess, ordinary of the sorts is saying, oh, you should have deserved one tech instead of two. Like, you, you know, it's it's kind of silly. How should be fined? Um, does he deserve the second technical? I, I'm not sure. Um, I honestly, all all we know is he like kind of pushed towards the refs, you know, in aggressive fashion. But who knows what was said to warrant those two techs? Um, I don't know what you guys feel because it's hard to judge. Um, during a half time stint when there's no like concept, but I don't know what you guys think about it. Well, there's not much context to it. That's why I don't feel like we yeah. can make much comment on it. If there was more context, like it yeah, it's it's hard it. to comment on it when there's not much context to it. You're right. Um, but should he get fined at all? Yeah, he'll get the one thousand dollar fine for seven fifty. You know, reduce it won't be. He'll be paying Jesus. about six shoe boxes. I can't. I mean, he probably shouldn't get a fine, but knowing the NBL, he probably will. <laughs> Yeah, I feel or like if you're be enforced by Basketball Australia, it'd be both. But the thing is, if he doesn't get fined, then he's it's literally saying anyone can get away with. It. That's what I'm saying. Like if someone, had yeah, if you if you get ejected in the NBA, it should be a fine no matter what. Um, yeah, oh, you, you're they, saying you're saying for the inje- for the ejection rather than the post match stuff. Just in general, should he get fined? Oh, okay, at yeah, all? He, he'll get fined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel like you got to stamp it out. You can't. Not like if someone gets ejected in a week off and he didn't get fined in, I don't know. It's yeah. too political. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's go to the Perth Wildcats. Six wins in a row now. Of course, I took, yeah, look at Jackson, little smirk, mate. Look at you, mate. A little Perth bias over there. Um, I t- you know, I-, I was happy for them losing games because I had them six. I didn't expect them to come out of guns blazing and just somehow we've talked about it in the last couple of weeks and we said how good they are, but six wins in a row now for the Wildcats. Huge. Like those past five games though, before uh, against Sydney, there was some like, like odd wins, like wins you take. They beat Brisbane in a game where they almost end up choking. I'm pretty sure they almost choked that one. They beat a Melbourne United in overtime and, Odd circumstances in the end there. Um, no, was, they beat Adelaide and they almost choked. And yeah. then Brisbane choked against Perth away. Yeah. And then, uh, then they beat Sydney. Who else am I missing? Cairns. Cairns. They beat Cairns. Yeah, they beat Cairns. Um, but there was, there was still some, you know, not like proper wins. It's hard to say proper wins, but... That game against Sydney was to really determine how good they were this season, if they're really showing that form, and they are. They are, obviously, I think they are now the second-best team in the league for sure, and I think it's mainly due to to Bryce Conn. He's been unreal. Last five games, 30-odd points. Like, that is insanity in the 40-minute era. Like, I was... A lot of people now saying, wow, you put Jalen Adams as your MVP too early last week. This is what happens with awards. They can change just in one game, just like that. And for me, Brascon is obviously the MVP now. Um, my mind changes completely. I'm, I'm, I can admit that. And played forty minutes. Yeah, and he played forty minutes in that yeah. game against Sydney too, which is absurd. He's obviously the best player in the competition right now, um, and he's been doing it for so long. I think it's kind of like LeBron in the NBA. Not, no, I'm not trying to compare Brascon to LeBron. <laughs> But it's like LeBron in the NBA. Like, we know how good he is. He's the best player in the league year in, year out. But he's not going to get that, you know, 
biased towards him in the MVP race, you know, because we know we know he's got we know what he's capable of each year. We know he's the best player. So, um, but yeah, he's obviously winning this race at the moment. Jackson, do you want to talk about that Sydney Perth game? Um, I do. First of all, we should also mention the great game that was played by Jonah Bolden. Mm. You know, probably his breakout game of the season. I want to say. I mean, 100%. it's the most points he's scored. Like he had twenty. He loves playing in ROC Arena. Yeah, he does. I mean, the last time he was there, he left the Boomers. So, uh, <laughs> but he was the best but, player for them during that. But, stint, but he so. was Sydney's best player, and I have no clue why they barely played him in crunch time. Like, I don't no, think no, they no. gave he him didn't play the court. last quarter. Yeah, he didn't. Play yeah, like quarter, which was bewildering. They, I mean, yeah. they also didn't play him a lot in their last game against Melbourne. If you remember that game, he didn't step mm. on the court mm. in you know when Melbourne went on mm. that massive run. So, um, but Bolden had twenty eight points. Like he shot the lights out of it. Was it was eight threes, seven threes. Yeah, uh, seven threes on eight attempts. Mm. Like that's just absurd <laughs> and, for a big guy as well. Yeah, and I know I can obviously and I can um really see him starting the rest of the season if uh Mahmoud really wants to, you know, win some games instead of benching your best players. Um, but for you know Bryce was just insane, but like. Points. He's, is I mean, that his second highest four, in the NBL? Uh, yeah, he had four, he's had 40 twice, I think. He had once against Cairns in that semifinal. And I think against Illawarra. And then he had 45 yeah. against Illawarra in a grand final. Yeah. And um, But Whoa, 41 is his final. second what most, is, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but here's the thing. He shot terribly from three-point range. He had mm. three of 13. Mm. <laughs> so it could have been a whole lot worse for Sydney. Um, but he just got to the line. He had he had sixteen foul shots. I mean, uh, you look like, at the you look back at the highlights. Like most of the shots he was making are just step back crossover mid ranges, and yeah. he's just so so good at that. That's his game. There's not many players in the world that do that now, where they go the go to shot is the mid range. But that's been Cotton's kind of go to the last few weeks, and it's been that working is his for him. Butter. Yeah, he, it's just yeah. working for him. You can't guard him. They put. Tui on him for most of that game, which was a horrendous decision, in my opinion. From yeah. Mahmoud. I think they wanted a bit of length on him, but didn't work. Um, and they were Should struggling to find a player, struggling to find a player on their roster to to guard Cotton. And I think that was mainly their issue throughout the game. Um, they couldn't find anyone to maintain him. Aiden, what, you got any thoughts on that Perth? Sydney, Sydney was quiet. You know, the the whole town was quiet when Perth won, and um, Bryce was back. Christian Julian played. Thirty-seven minutes as well. Like that's insane for a big guy to not get you know fouled out in thirty-seven minutes. Mm. Um, a game like that, yeah, yeah. I feel like him and Colin do a little one of the best import duos I've like, seen in a while. Perfectly honest. I feel like they complement each other really well. Mm. I don't know. Perf is it's a scary team to be playing right now. Why do it all? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They've definitely absolutely turned the boat around. Talked all about it last week, so. Um, or a couple of weeks ago, I guess. But um, I will say yeah. this: um, I rewatched the game this morning, and um, in full, and it did. I mean, Jesse Wagstaff hit some big threes, but I didn't feel like he scored fourteen points. No. But he he's, he he's played been twenty huge minutes. For them like he well. has ever since he's come back into the rotation. Ever, I mean, it's basically been ever since they started this win streak. He's yep. come in and played 20 to 25 minutes a game, split 40 minutes with Hiram Harris, and it's just really worked. Like, um, 
I would, well, I Bryce like... gave off a few assists to Jesse, who knocked out like four threes, I reckon, that I saw on Alex Saf, I think, gave him two assists as well. No, he had one assist, but like he had a couple wide open yeah. shots yeah. from Saf. And they're sticking so... to that eight-man rotation now. Like, really, is just like, he knows he's got that eight-man rotation locked and loaded. And I think that works, what works in the NBL. Some of the teams like Illawarra and um, who's another team that uses a lot of Adelaide, obviously. Illawarra, yeah. Adelaide. Not some of the best teams in the competition. They use at least like nine or ten guys per game, and you look at the Perth. Um, Melbourne do use a few numbers, but um, Perth, Sydney, like they have quite a low rotation, and um, it works. That works in the NBL. There's no need to give your star player thirty or twenty five minutes and give your bench DP ten minutes. You know, give your best guys forty minutes like Bryce Cotton, and he'll win you games. Like, he's got a whole week now to recover. It's 28 games a season. It's a 40-minute game. Like, they should be, if you're a star import, they should be able to at least play. Yeah, how can DJ complain if Bryce Cotton's playing 40 minutes straight? No breaks, <laughs> no, like, I, I don't I know. understand it. I know. Here's I know. the thing with Bryce, though. The only times he comes off the court in other games is, A, when Perth are being blown out and the game's over. Mm-hmm. Like, that game against Southeast Melbourne, I don't think he played the fourth quarter. But, like... He only comes off like at the end of a quarter for 30 seconds and then he comes straight back on at the start of the next quarter. Like that's it. Like there's been games where he's played like 39 and 20 seconds and like that's (laughs) it. So he barely has a rest at all. Like I think this is half time. That's what all Yeah, like the least amount of minutes he's played was that Southeast Mohan game. And I think it was 30 something minutes. So this is what Derek Rucker has always complained about this recently where it's, these guys should be playing a lot more minutes. You know, They're, you're playing 28 games in a season. You get maybe a game or two on the weekend and you got five days off, like I mentioned before. Like, play play your imports 35 minutes at least. Like, they're your star players. If they're not finding the groove, they will eventually, as you've seen with Bryce Cotton, uh, you give them minutes and it'll work out. Um, some some sad news, I guess. Craig Moller out for the season. Um ruptured his patella tendon, I believe, in his right knee. Uh, saw that happen. Um, and first instinct was that is absolutely hard because we know he's missed the last couple of seasons. Obviously, he hasn't been in the NBA, went to Germany, but then he got injured the last couple of seasons with, I think, an ACL. And thankfully, it was his left knee. It wasn't the same knee, but still, like, you just recover on the left knee and then about 10 games into your season after two years off, you do your right knee, and that is just absolutely horrendous news. Out for the season for Craig Moller, and some say he hasn't made much of an impact. I tell you what, you haven't watched the Phoenix games if you if you don't think he's made an impact. He's been a huge player on both ends, especially if you watch that Breakers game when he was playing before that injury. He, he had a huge block there, maybe a couple of blocks there, but he had a huge block there that really turned the game around, and his impact on the defensive end especially. Well, the game really... against Tazzy was when he broke out, in my opinion. He looked yeah. really... Like he, he's been so impactful on an offensive defensive end. They've failed to find that hole for Brockoff, but Moller's done a good job in stepping up and like, uh, in besides, that sort of role. And besides and, Source, he's their best rebounder. Yeah. And like in um, my opinion. Yeah. And he's he's just been a real glue guy for them. And um he's gotta be really missed. He's he's really turned the Phoenix into uh winning culture this season and yeah, that's just, that's just an unbelievable loss for them and um, hard to replace. But Aiden, Aiden, what do you reckon? What do you reckon about the Muller injury? 
I just didn't want to see it again. Like I saw it. Like I know it didn't look as gruesome, but any knee injury, it, it's just yeah. When you're out for the as season, as a guy that's had many injuries, it's not. It's like, not great. Yeah, you really, you really hope he he gets a speed of recovery and he, he stays in the right mindset because, you know, his mentality is is got to be tough because you. Well, I feel he, like he'll be played... around the right guys in the team. Like the boys will yeah. all and he, yeah, he'll be the really energy on the bench. Yeah, I really hope he gets a lot of support because when you miss two years and then you play two months in and you get injured again for another year, it's it's absolutely gut wrenching. And yep. no words can, you know, not many people experience that. So hopefully he's well, in the right mind. Can you do him off the court? In, 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 he's a great guy. He's yeah. Hopefully so he has the right opening. people around him and yeah, uh, gets back to to playing in the NBL next season. I really want to see him. Back full season because I think it's been real good impact for them. Um, he's but... he's definitely surprised me like this season. Like I thought maybe oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't think he'd be as good. As, yeah, he's 100%. been yeah. Well. Um, now it's time for an injury replacement for them. They definitely need one. Unfortunately, Daniel Johnson today did say um, that he announced that he he won't be playing for the rest of the season for them either. Um, I think he is going to Qatar. He's playing somewhere overseas. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, he was originally going to play. And guitar, and then some contract deal uh, happened there, which ended up. Um, I don't think it the Phoenix contract. So... I just think it, this season might have not had started. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's something going on there, but I think he. But is I think now Phoenix. Going will, I would assume Phoenix were aware when they signed him, but he wouldn't be there yeah, long term. Yeah. I Either way, think. I don't think DJ is the right replacement for Moller. They need a wing. They're kind of low in that wing department now without Moller. Um, and there's one name for me. And you got, there's two and names for me. Corey let's go. <laughs> I mean, he did train with him. No, no, Jackson does have a point. He did train with him. I'll give him that. Yeah, but the only suitable replacement for the Phoenix here for the rest wait, of the season. Wait, wait, I've got it. Ding and deal. No, no. Come on. The only <laughs> okay. free agent suitable player. Well, I don't know if you classify him as a free agent, but. Red Kyer. Ryan <laughs> Brockoff. I'm just going to say, before we keep throwing out these oh. random names, Ryan Brockoff is who they need. They're obviously not going to be a championship contender without uh, with the team they currently have, the Phoenix. Like, they, they can maybe push it, but... I think they can they push need, it, but they wouldn't. They're not a They definite, need that extra yeah. player over the line, and that extra player is Ryan Brockoff. We know he's retired. Uh, we know he's... he's he's Like, they, when he did retire, most people feel like... There's there's hope that he could come back at some stage. He's well, just he, taking he a break. He gave people hope. He gave people hope. He yeah, said, he's just said, oh, I'm taking a break, looking after family, getting my mind right. Which, which know, I looking... get, though. Which I get, though. Looking after the family is Yeah, and, really and you know, starting the Hoop City thing uh, over in Southeast Melbourne, wherever. I can't remember where the new South. It's Hoop in City Caram is, Downs but... or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... um, so, if he's, he's... And I saw the other, other, other week that he... What did he shoot? Like 97 out of 100 threes. Like he's in form. We he's know got how good he's play. got. You know who he's got the itch to play. He's definitely. Uh, yeah, people fail to to forget how big of an impact he has been in the last two years for this Phoenix team. When he was healthy, and, he was the best player on that team. Oh yeah, he was one of the best players yeah. on that team, and um, didn't show on the stat sheet, but he was. And they, look, Phoenix are going to try and push him out the of retirement because even they if they do him. sign him, I think Will Cummings should still come off the bench for that as well. Either way, like their only hope now is to bring Ryan Brockoff in. They need him desperately. They got to do something to try and get him. People were saying like Tyler Cook. They obviously can't get an import back. Uh, it has to be a local. And Tyler Cook is in Spain. That's... People, he's killing yeah. it over there. 
Yeah. A local that's not a marquee. Um, so that's why I say Brockoff is literally the only option. I cannot think of anyone that is a free agent. That Kendall is Kendall Stevens, question mark? I think he's playing overseas. Kendall um, wouldn't be nor, up for anyway. I nor, to... nor is there anyone good enough to fill that void in the wing uh, that is available. So, um, And I'm pretty sure Natai, Natai maybe would have been one, but he just signed in Finland. So, um, I don't think they wanted Natai. He didn't play for a year. No, that's what I mean. Mirko um, um, Juric? Played on the Mark Kelly. I don't even know. If, I don't even know. Who's I don't know what that man is little, doing. Little. But <laughs> nah, obviously Brockoff is the only man for that position, and uh, hopefully, I want to give a shout out. Though. I want to give a yep. shout out to Matt Kenyon, who's been playing well for mm. that Phoenix team. Yes, I think started over Cummings. I asked Kelly after the game, and um, I think it was the right decision by them. They wanted to bring that defensive impact from the get go, and I think it really worked. And and they ended up getting a nice win over it. So maybe they they stick with it. Um, yep. Would you stick with Moller out now? Maybe Cummings and Kenyon is, is that starting five, but they got to really need Kenyon and Turing to step up now. Well, especially um, Ruben. Yeah. Yep. Uh, tie pants on the, on the next day, they stun United. Uh, me and Jackson watching that game could not believe our eyes. Josh Roberts, who is this guy? Where has he come from? Is this he the was real cooking. Josh Roberts? Because we were just points... stand off. 22 points, five rebounds, three blocks. He was monstrous in that game, and he looked like one of the best imports in the league uh, during that game. And Look, he was I sensational. thought I was hungover. I thought I was still hungover <laughs> from the, the wedding that I had the night before. I was texting you both saying, am I reading this correct? And you both yeah. said, yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. They probably entered the wrong starting five and then <laughs> put him in. And, and yeah, be like, no, he got a block. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. that was that was phenomenal game from, from him. And... As well as Patrick Miller, thirty-two points, ten assists. Uh, to him, a call was unreal. That backcourt. No, no, like, no. Wait, just... wait, 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 wait. Pat Miller, what did he shoot? Tell us the, the stat line. How much did he get? Like ten out of. He what? still had thirty-two points. Like the ten out of fifteen. He was... Adam Ford said after the game, like he still wanted Miller to shoot shots, which is he laughed at that. He chuckled at that. That he still wanted Miller to shoot more shots. So, um, they they won. It doesn't matter. They ended up scoring one hundred and fifteen points. It doesn't matter if he shot terribly from the field. He scored no, thirty-two. I'm saying he shot great. Yeah, no, he shot really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twelve of sixteen from the field. Yeah. And yeah. he only shot one three and made it. Like yeah. that's the thing about that game. It's yeah. insane. But, yeah. 115 points. I mean, United couldn't do much today. They tried to run a heavy press at the end, but too late then and they're playing catch up for it and that was just that was an exciting game to watch. That was really exciting to see a Cairns Taipans team. They were obviously not expecting, no one was expecting them to win that game. They bring in Antonio and Josh Roberts in the five. Melbourne were a bit taken aback from it, and they ended up winning that game from absolutely shooting the lights out. Still need to work on some things defensively. Um, but, yeah, they were unreal. Um, Josh Roberts gave me absolutely donuts after that game, though. I asked him, how did he feel hey, out there? And he, he said he felt good and game. comfortable. So Look, I told him to say one word answers. So, um, you guys got anything to add about that game? Yeah, Josh Roberts should start from more often. I don't think Woodenberg's. Nah, no, no, yeah, I like it, that. but I don't think Woodenberg's. I, I want to see uh, Miller, McCall, Qual, Clintman, Roberts starting five. Well, I wouldn't mind that. a Jonah, Jonah if they want the shooting. Like in that team, if they want the shooting, then start depends on the game. matchup. I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. I agree. No, at I, the four I agree. minutes. But he, he has been getting foul trouble, which is unfair. What Ford said after the game, he's been unfairly 
called on in a couple of fouls. It's hard to be a good defender when you're getting called fouls every week. I know you mentioned it last week, Jackson, but yeah. Um, anything else there? Put around. Bring on Josh Roberts. Who forget? You know what? Next lucky Anderson is going to break out and just show us. You know he's not just this <laughs> scum off the bench. And, Look, Clack Mayan did it in the finals last year, so yeah. Yeah. you know Look, you there's always going to be somebody else. And Antonio for that one game in Sydney. Uh, yeah. Dwight Howard. We the news came out the day after we were recorded last week, so we may as well mention the Dwight Howard stuff. Obviously, he's uh, thinking of he's he's has what's the right wording here? Exploring career options in the NBL. Is I don't think interest? that's yeah. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. But what was interesting to note from what Olgan said during one of the broadcasts during the weekend is, um, there's been teams that have had preliminary talks with him. Uh, Cairns, Adelaide, and New Zealand. Um, obviously, New Zealand one for me, be... I don't, I don't, I just don't like. I don't think. I think that's anyway. a perfect fit at New Zealand. Uh, they need that center, but. Obviously, you'll only be there until Christmas, until Zylan comes back. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, and with Modi, Halloween, Modi coaches. Cairns, think... I would have said yes, pull the trigger. But obviously, they have no money. And Josh Roberts has now put in an absolute performance. So exactly. what's the point of replacing him? Um, so the only spot really for him in the league is the Adelaide 36ers. And they obviously still have an import spot up their sleeve. They have to get rid of a local, which shouldn't be easy. Shouldn't be hard to do, sorry, with the form they're in. By the way, Alex Starling did play well. I would have said he got sacked, but he did have four boards and then what, four points, like eight rebounds, three assists. Crap about has just performed well. That's all I'm gonna um, say. Like, but anyway, I think crap, the, they... the the only destination for Dwight at the moment in the NBL is the 36ers, and they should do it. Pull the trigger. Like he lost by 35 points. There's no way you're gonna make finals if you're losing. You know, if you're complaining and losing by this much, we only went on the bad Adelaide. But, um. What was also interesting in that broadcast, not only were, were there some preliminary talks with those three teams, um, the NBL has a kind of thing in place to to get these legends. Obviously, there hasn't been one yet, um, but they've been close with LaMarcus Aldridge. We obviously saw he was at the throwdown first game of the year. He came here, had some talks with some NBL executives, and uh, Olgan said that he was close to signing, which definitely surprised me, um, considering he didn't play at all last year. Um, he's 38. I don't think he would have been in form. I don't think he would have been up to it, in my opinion. He but, would have been a great bench player, but I don't think he yeah, would be. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, that's probably why I didn't go through teams were a bit. Uh, this is a thing here. Like, these, he obviously wants these, they've got to bring in uh, people to games, but are they going to be able to play the whole season? And are they actually going to be monumental impacts to their team? And um, the community. You know, and, and, and they're only got to be there for a year or two to play. Let's be honest. They're not going to be there for a very long time. Um, if that, they're not going to be healthy for a very long time at their age. So um, I don't know. What do you, Jackson, what do you think of this Dwight Howard stuff? It seems like he's probably going to end up in Europe now, considering there's no spots in the NBL, but would you like to see the NBL push for these type of NBA legends and just say, Hey, we'll take care of the money. You just sign him. If it's the right person and the right situation, yes. Like, I, I don't think Dwight is the right guy, but I cannot tell you another name that would be the right guy because there aren't a whole lot out there. Um, Facts. But, like, I just don't see it. I mean, if if you can somehow get him, get him because he'll bring people. I mean, he's obviously interested in playing here. 
Oh yeah, like yeah, um, he's Cairns local, you know. But like, if you put him at Adelaide, that would be very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. But like, the whole thing is that you know they were offering ownership, you know, as part of a contract, and. Craig Kelly has apparently been wanting to sell that team for a while. So, Grant, so you know, Grant Kelly. Grant Kelly. So who's Craig, Craig Kelly? Who am I thinking of? Is he like anyway, a broadcaster? Maybe. Like... But, like, Grant Kelly has been looking to sell that team, or at least parts of that team, for a while. So, why not? Just... You're thinking about a footballer, by the way. That's... I think oh, yeah, that he is for the... Sydney, didn't he? I think, I I think that is the benefits of... Uh, this thing is you maybe get him for a full year, you bring the fans in, and then that player can also be an ownership. You look at Bogut, like that's that's maybe what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do with John Wall. It's the Bogut model. They're like. trying to do yeah, they're obviously trying to do it with John Wall, they're trying to do it with Aldridge, they're trying to do it with Dwight Howard, and I don't mind it. Like I team is legends, but most of the time when we do get these legends, these if you want to call them legends, NBA veterans, <laughs> they end up legends. not being uh, stars in this league, people saying, "Oh, if Dwight came here, it'd absolutely dominate." I'm not too sure about that, honestly. Um, sure, you'd be one of the best defensive bigs in the league, no doubt about it. But is he got to put Taiwan. up? Is he got to put up 25 and 10 a night? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I don't think Dwight will come, but it's always it's cool to see where the NBL is now. You know. See, it's good to see what they're thinking. Yeah, like, like this where it brings it. People aren't saying, oh, it will never happen. Like, this is a realistic thing now. Like, these players actually want to come here and play. Uh, I think the only thing holding them back is is money and, and teams that really want them because you only got three import spots. If, if teams had more money and more import spots, they would always, always pull the trigger on these guys. But Yeah, but if they had more import spots, the locals wouldn't be in the league. That's when you've got like such that. limited import spots and such limited money to deal with and such a small season, it's like, do you risk it? It's it's high risk, uh, high reward. Uh, hot take of the week. Aiden, you are first. I am first. Well, I feel like Adelaide and Illawarra will be outscored by one Cairns game combined. So one one of the Cairns games is going to outscore Adelaide and Illawarra combined. That's my hot take. What, next round? Yes, this round. This round coming up. Okay. It's interesting you've Cairns there, but anyway. So I think Cairns will outscore Adelaide and Illawarra combined. They play each other, you know. Cairns will have to win by double their amount, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying they'll win by double? You're saying they'll double their it's score? It's Adelaide we're talking about, okay? They've lost yeah, by 35. I know, but, okay, that is, that is, yep, Jackson. Okay, yeah. That is a hot take. I think the death of the hot take segment here, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's yeah, slowly dying. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, look. it's on it life support, and, and we're thinking of pulling So the save puck. us, Jackson. Uh, Alex Saar will have five or more blocks against Illawarra. I like that one. That's more realistic. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, mine is Lachlan Albrich will be drafted this year. I think he'll be a draft and stash player this year. Draft and stash. Okay. No, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much all NBA picks now from forty-five <laughs> to sixty. Look, I, I was going to say, they all draft as dash guys. If Mojave yeah. King can get drafted, I reckon Albridge can. I wonder uh, why. Rapid five. Here we go. Should the NBL have its own in-season tournament now? What if you're a cop? No. Should they? 
It'd be interesting if they do it like the NBA season tournament, you know, not playing in one fixed location. So, yeah, I'd say yes. Does Jonah Jonah Bolden make the Paris Olympics team? No. He basically... No, no, no. No, sorry. Is Bullcall worthy of a marquee player spot next season? No. Yes, for me. I think he's... Will Mantis Rupstavjus be on an NBA roster next season? I can see Exhibit 10, but not main roster. I can see so what we've been no. talking about. I can see this Charles Jash roster kind of thing. Okay. Sent to the jelly. But no, probably not. Uh, and would you rather the best player in the NBA on the Boomer Squad next year? Or the best defender in the world on the Boomer squad next year. I'm talking about Brascon and Matisse Thibel, obviously. Rice. Because we have so many defenders who are long and lanky. I'm talking about the best defender in the world, people are saying, Matisse Thibel. I would keep Matisse. Yeah. Because he, I, like, like, I, love, I love Rice, but yeah. I'd keep Matisse. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Tips I want to that... know who's calling him the best defender in the world. The pulling in is <laughs> no, no. People, everyone, like people, everyone on Twitter are saying it. I think some experts, NBA experts, are definitely saying it. Um, but he is, he is definitely top five at the bare minimum defenders in the world. Like he is, he is seriously unreal. Um, if you watch him play, well, I want to revisit the Manchester question. I feel like he's a like this one. I feel like he'll get drafted, but he might never ever play NBA. Uh, tips. Here we go. Can Sydney on Thursday? Cairns. Sydney. Good Cairns. After that game in Melbourne, hopefully they continue that form. Uh, oh, Illawarra Perth on Friday. Given that my hot take was Illawarra stuck on a scale, watch Perth by at least 30. No. Uh, I'm going the upset. And I'm going. You know, I can actually see this happening. I'm going to say the upset. They've got to lose yeah. eventually, Perth. So well, I'm this just contradicts just... your old hot take, but then again, your old hot take got taken down after the first game. Uh, New Zealand, Tassie. This Where? New Zealand, is yeah. it in Auckland? Auckland. Yeah, New Zealand. Uh... Tassie will complain about the trouble. <laughs> uh, breakers, why not? Oh, I want to see the break is going to get. I'm going to go Tassie. Yeah. Um, Adelaide, Cairns. Adelaide have to travel very far for this one. They've got to go all the way to Adelaide. So, oh. for them. Oh. You well, know, they're just going to get blown out in that case. Um, I think Cairns go 2 0 on the weekend. I think Cairns. we can all agree. Yeah. Well, uh, next question Melbourne, Melbourne, Brisbane. My first game back, I'm going to go Brisbane in an upset. Okay. Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. If, sorry, I'll go Brisbane if Bannon plays. Br- Bannon doesn't play, then I won't go Brisbane. I don't that's, think he is. He's yeah, doing concussion protocols. So. Uh, Sydney Phoenix is the final game in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. They're going to do it for Craig. Phoenix is going to win. Wow, Phoenix bias from you, Adam. Um, right, that's it for another week. You guys got anything to add before we sign off? Multiverse brand, whatever it's called. I don't know. It's this week, isn't it? 
Oh, that is they this week. Oh, get ready to watch. Um, get ready to see some terrible jersey designs on your TV <laughs> screens. Would you rather that or uh, the in-season tournaments they do in the NBA? The old oh no, see the don't, Indiana don't, one don't, today, don't, the blue. No, no, and... I, I'd I'd watch I'd watch the in-season tournament court if it's any color other than red, because those ones really you know drain my eyes out. What the Indiana one today was atrocious, but. Anyway, that'll do for another episode of the NBL News Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.